Hey, fam. Hello, 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 family. You already know what I'm here for. I'm here with a word from the Lord. And I've been sitting on this word since, like, Wednesday. And I'm recording this. It's Saturday night. And I'm probably going to post it tomorrow morning on Sunday. But nonetheless, like, this word been brewing since, probably before Wednesday. But I, I started briefly touching on this word on Wednesday, the Lord had me touch on this word, that Bible study. And I wanted to um, just bring it to you, you know, because one thing the Lord said to me is he wants his people to believe in themselves. God believes in you. God believes in the wildest dreams that you have about his kingdom. He believes about, he believes in you. Enough to give you the vision. He believes in you enough to give you the pain for the purpose. He believes you enough to allow you to become weak so you can lean on him. He believes in you. And that's why these things happen. That's why you feel powerless. That's why you feel weak. That's why you feel betrayed. That's why you feel mocked. Because God believes in you. And God will have it so everybody walk away and turn away from you. Because he wants you to know that he is the one that believes in you. Do you know how special that is to know that God believes in you? That he got purpose. And he got to get you by yourself so he can begin to show you that. So I want to take you uh, first to Exodus chapter 4. I'm going to start at verse 1. But Moses protested again, what if they won't believe me or listen to me? What if they say the Lord never appeared to you? Then the Lord asked him, what is in your hand? And I'm asking you, what's in your hand? What has God trust you with? What is your testimony? What, what, what can you do right now? What do you have? Because what you have is more than enough. I hear God saying, what you have is more than enough. When the Lord uh, fed the multitude, did he ask them, what what do you have? When he performed the the, the miracle at the wedding, didn't he, he told them to bring him what they had? Bring me them jars. And the Lord saying, what do you have in your hand? See, God has a way of giving you just what you need. Because he wants to work a miracle through that thing. He wants you to be like, well, I just got this. Mm, my God. He wants you to be like, I just have this. Because ain't that what they said to him? Oh, we just got two fish and five loaves. It's a shepherd's staff. That's what I'm going to say. I got a shepherd's staff. That's all I got. And the Lord said, throw it down on the ground. The Lord told him. So Moses threw down the staff and turned it into a snake. Moses jumped back. Then the Lord told him, reach out and grab his tail. So Moses reached out and grabbed his tail and it turned back into a shepherd's staff in his hand. See, the Lord said, I believe in you. 
because I've placed what's in your hand, in your hand. I've given you your shepherd's staff. I've given you the two fish and five loaves. I've given you the jars. I prepared you for this time. And he's saying, I just want you to bring it back to me. I want to multiply what's in your hand. But you got to trust me, says the Lord. Mm, 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 mm. I was watching this YouTube short. And the person, I don't remember who it was. But the person was like, um, love the true, a person that truly loves you won't control you. Mm, and if that's not my God, my God loves you, but he won't control you. He'll leave it in your hand, but it's up to you to bring it back to him. It's up to you to hand it back to him. It's up to you to come to him and be like, well, what you want me to do with it? Like, here, it's up to you. That's your part. Are you going to leave it in your hand? Are you going to allow the Lord to work a miracle through your hands? And the Lord said, perform this sign, the Lord told him. Then they will believe that the Lord, the God of their ancestors, the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, and the God of Jacob really has appeared to you. Then the Lord said to Moses, now put your hand inside your cloak. So Moses put his hand inside his cloak. And when he took it out again, his hand was white as snow with a severe skin disease. Now put your hand back into your cloak. The Lord said, so Moses put his hand back in and when he took it out again, it was as healthy as the rest of his body. The Lord said to Moses, if they do not believe you and are not convinced by this first miraculous sign, they will be convinced by the second sign. And if they don't believe you or listen to you, even after these two signs, then take some water from the Nile River and pour it on the dry ground. When you do, the water from the Nile will turn to blood on the ground. But Moses pleaded with the Lord, oh, Lord. I'm not very good with words. I never have been, and I'm not now. Even though you have spoken to me, I get tongue-tied, and my words get tangled. Then Moses, then the Lord asked Moses, who makes a person's mouth? Who decides whether a, whether people speak or do not speak, hear or do not or do not hear, see or do not see? Is it not I, the Lord? Now go, I will be with you as you speak, and I will instruct you in what to say. A couple episodes back, we was talking about how the Lord was like, I am who I am. Tell them that the I am has sent you, because I am who I am. And remember we was talking about you got to walk in that authority. You got to know that you are who you are. You got to just know that God is with me. <laughs> I am she because I am is with me. He gives me the I am. Do you hear me? It's power in that I am. When you know who you are, things begin to shift in the atmosphere. When you begin to, to profess out your mouth who you are, things start to move. Things start to shift because you are who you are. I need you to say I am who I am. You can't water yourself down no more. <laughs> Listen, what God has placed inside you, you can't water yourself down no more. Because the word says that rivers of living water will gush out from you. And a lot of you are keeping your mouth shut, but you feel the buildup. And he said, that's because this water is stirring within you. Hallelujah. You know how the man was at the pool and he was waiting for the angels to stir up the pool. Remember? 
And they was like, the, the angels had to come and the pool would begin to bubble. A lot of you within you is beginning to pub, bubble up because it's healing that will spring forth from you. And you're holding it, but it's time to let it out, says the Lord. It's time to let out this with the boldness that I have given you. But Moses again pleaded, Lord, please send anyone else. Then the Lord became angry with Moses. Let me tell you something. When you begin to 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 not believe in who God says you are, when you start to be disobedient to who God says you are, he it, it gets him angry because he's like, I know, I know your potential. I know what I've placed on the inside of you. I know what I'm capable of, says the Lord. And I've placed my spirit in you. Let me tell, let me give you this example. I might be working with my kids. And my daughter, she is my child that wants to get things right the first time. It doesn't matter if she's trying to do a regular addition problem like 1 plus 1. Or if she's trying to do some geometry, X times Y equals Z squared. It do not matter what it is. But my child, right? My child will get so aggravated to where she gives up. Because she wants to get it the first time. She doesn't, my child does not believe in practice makes perfect. She thinks that it's the first time and that's it. So I'll get like, get frustrated a little bit with her. And I'm like, girl, like you're going to do this over and over until you get it right. And what frustrates me is that she doesn't understand that she'll get it. You get, you'll get it and you'll get it just repetition. Believe me, I know what you're capable of. And I'll have her rewrite something or I'll have her redo it until it becomes like clockwork to her. And then guess what? Then she's like, oh, I did it. And that's what God is saying. He's saying this repetition. You feel like you've been going around and around and around. But I had to let you practice. I had to allow things to keep going. So you will learn to persevere. So you will learn to trust in me. That you will learn to believe in me. That you will know that my word will not return back void. I had to allow you to practice. Because practice makes perfect, says the Lord. That's what he said. How do you feel like you was going around and around and around and around? And the Lord said, because I knew when the test would come, you would pass. So I had to make you practice for a little bit. So when that test would come, listen, that's like David. David was out there fighting the lions and bears. He was protecting the sheep because he was preparing himself for Goliath. So he had to go through the practice. He had to go through the repetition of fighting the sheep. Hallelujah. Because he was training for Goliath. He he needed to believe that if God can save my sheep, God will surely save his, his, his own people. He will save the Israelites. That's what David was learning. That's what he was cultivating. You understand me? Mm-mm-mm. All right, he said. What about your brother Aaron, the Levite? I know he speaks well. And look, he is on his way to meet you now. He will be delighted to see you. Talk to him and put the words in his mouth. I will be with you, be with you both, be with both of you as you speak. And I will instruct you both in what to do. God doesn't want you to be uncomfortable. He wants, he, he, 
God's not like this bully, like, you going to do what I said, and you going to do how I said it. Like, God understands that, you know, you have your flaws. He understands that you have your insecurities. And he, he just gets upset because he's like, it's more to you than what you see about yourself. I don't care about how the people will look at you. How do I look at you, says the Lord? Do you know what you mean to me? That's what God wants you to focus on. He doesn't want to bring you somewhere outside of your comfort zone because he's being mean to you. But he wants to show you what he has placed in you. He wants to show you what he has birthed in you. He wants to show you how much you mean to him. He wants to show you these things. But you got to walk on that water, boo. You got to walk on that water, boo. (laughs) And listen, as as a water walker herself... Sometimes, yes, you're going to start seeing the waves beat up against each other. And you're going to get a little nervous. And you know what? Your leg might give out under one of them waves. But I'm here to testify you that the moment you say, Lord, save me, he'll, he'll reach his hand out and save you. I can tell you that. I can bet all my money on that. That if you say, Lord, save me, he will save you. Immediately, the scripture says. He said immediately he reached his hand out and saved him. Hallelujah. And that's the God I serve. And so many times, my I done seen the wave getting, getting beat together. And I done looked over and was like, Lord. And I began to sink. And I called out on his name and he saved me. So I'm here to tell you that that's the truth. Aaron will be your spokesman to the people. He will be your mouthpiece. And you will stand in the place of God for him, telling him what to say. And take your shepherd's staff with you and use it to perform the miraculous signs I have shown you. So regardless of what you feel about yourself, you're still going to do what God said. Yes, he will He will help you along the way. Yes, God will... will um, Make it so that you're comfortable. But you're going to do what he said. Did you not hear about Jonah? Jonah thought he was going to do what he wanted to do. He thought he was going to go anywhere but Nineveh. But let me tell you, son, he went to Nineveh. (laughs) Jonah went to Nineveh. And he could have went to Nineveh looking fresh and fly. You feel me? He could have had that fresh burlap on and them Jesus slippers. But see, Jonah, Jonah wanted to be hard-headed. Jonah didn't, didn't want to do what the Lord said. He wanted to do it just what he said. And the Lord was like, okay, I'm going to let you go to this sunken place. I'm going to let you go to this, deep, this, this, this pit until you ready to do what I said. You don't got to go. Sure, you're right. But you, but let me tell you something. I'm gonna make you sit there and think about it till you change your mind. <laughs> I ain't gonna force you, but I'll make you think about it till you change your mind. <laughs> Listen, and Jonah was in that well, honey. He was in that well. Like, listen, <laughs> Lord, you let me out. I'm going to Nineveh. <laughs> Lord, you let me out. I'm going to Nineveh. All right. Then he, now he got to go to Nineveh looking nasty. He was just in, he was just just chilling in the mouth of a of a big fish. Let me not say a whale for the people that's that might be too religious. Let me just say he was inside of a big fish. Okay, it wasn't a whale, but I listen. But yes, he was inside of the big fish, 
and he got spit out. And then think about how nasty he must have looked. He smelled like fish mouth. And fish don't even smell pleasant. So imagine smelling like fish mouth. So he had the golden end of a smelling like fish mouth, probably looking crazy. People probably looking at him like, well, what's going on with you? But see, at the same time, it's a double edge. He probably attracted more attention because they like, what's going on? So, you know, it, it still worked for his good. But it's like you could have went out and end of a, and go fresh burlap. But but you ain't want to listen. And since I'm telling you, just go to Nineveh with your fresh burlap on. Don't let the Lord humble you. Like, we're going to have some story times, family, because some big things is coming to within her beauty soon. Remember I told you, it's some things I want to I wanna do with you face-to-face. Just let me get some things arranged and set up, and we're going to start having these face-to-face conversations. Because your sis right here, she had to be humbled. I had to go sit in the fish for a second. I had to go sit in their belly for a second until I thought about what the Lord told me to do. I was hard-headed. I didn't want to come straight to Nineveh. <laughs> I was like, I'll get to Nineveh, but I'm trying to go over here first. That's what I want to do. And the Lord was like, mm-hmm, nah, I'm, well, I'm, I'm going to let you have a detour, but it's not going to be the detour you want. Okay? So, um, I want to take you next to... Um, Exodus 19. We are just in the book of Exodus because it's your Exodus, sis. It's time to it's time to be out. Okay. So um let's go to verse one. So Exodus 19, verse 1. Exactly two months after the Israelites left Egypt, they arrived in the wilderness of Sinai. After breaking camp at Raphidim. They came to the wilderness of Sinai and set up camp there at the base of Mount Sinai. Then Moses climbed the mountain to appear before God. The Lord called to him from the mountain and said, Give these instructions to the family of Jacob. Announce it. Announce it to the descendants of Israel. You have seen what I did to the Egyptians. You know how I carried you on eagles' wings and brought you to myself. Now, if you obey me and keep my covenant, you will be my own special treasure from among all the peoples on earth. And you know, I gotta stop right there real quick because my verse of the day was Isaiah 43 when he said, But forget all of that. I'm doing something new. Do you not see it? He said, you see what I did with the Egyptians in your life? You see how I paid your bills. You see how I fed you. You see how I kept you clothed. You see how I provided for you when it seemed to be no way. You see that. You see how you soared during the storms. Hallelujah. That you see how I strengthened you at your weakest point. And he says, Now, if you obey me and keep my covenant, you will be my own special treasure from among all the peoples on earth. He said, if you believe in me and listen to what I tell you, if you believe in Jesus and you listen to what he tells you, you will be his special treasure from among all the peoples of the earth. For all the earth belongs to me. And you will be my kingdom of priests, my holy nation. This is the message you must give to the people of Israel. So Moses returned from the mountain and called together the elders of the people and told them everything the Lord had commanded him. And all the people responded together. We will do everything the Lord has commanded. So Moses brought the people's answer back to the Lord. Then the Lord said to Moses, I will come to you in a thick cloud, Moses. 
so the people themselves can hear me when I speak with you. Then they will always trust you. Moses told the people what the, the Moses told the Lord what the people had said. Then the Lord told Moses, go down and prepare the people for my arrival. Consecrate them today and tomorrow and have them wash their clothing. Be sure they are all, they, they are ready on the third day. For on that day, the Lord will come down on Mount Sinai as all the people watch. Hallelujah. So the Lord says, when you give me your yes, I will perform signs for you. I will perform wonders for you. Miracles will begin to happen because I want you to know that I'm with you. He says, so, so, so set yourself out apart as holy. Get yourself together. Come to me in repentance. Plead the blood over yourself. Wash yourself in my blood. And watch what God do. I told you a while ago, it's your third day. Sis, when you, when you, um, when it's your third day, you begin to ascend. And I need you to receive right now in the name of Jesus that it's my third day. Say, Lord, it's my third day. Say, I received my third day. Let me tell you something. On that third day, all that was dead comes to life. <laughs> receive it. He said, mark off a boundary all around the mountain. Warn the people, be careful. Do not go up on the mountain or even touch its boundaries. Anyone who touches the mountain will certainly be put to death. No hand may touch the person or animal that crosses the boundary. Instead, stone them or shoot them with arrows. They must be put to death. However, when the ram's horn sounds a long blast, then the people may go up on the mountain. So Moses went down to the people. He consecrated them for worship and they washed their clothes. He told them, get ready for the third day. And until then, abstain from having sexual intercourse. He said, get ready for that third day. Keep yourself holy because get ready because it's your third day. The sun's about to set on you. Do you hear me? The sun is about to rise on you and you're about to witness the third day. Consecrate yourself. That means set yourself apart. It's not time to be in your flesh. This is time to be in the spirit because you are ascending. You are ascending. Okay. On the morning of the third day, thunder roared and lightning flashed and a dense cloud came down on the mountain. There was a long, loud blast from a ram's horn and all the people trembled. Moses then led them out from the camp to meet with God and they stood at the foot of the mountain. All of Mount Sinai was covered with smoke because the Lord had descended on it in the form of fire. The smoke billowed into the sky like smoke from a brick killing. And the whole mountain shook violently. As the blast of the ram's horn grew louder and louder, Moses spoke and God thundered his reply. The Lord came down on the top of Mount Sinai and called Moses to the top of the mountain. So Moses climbed the mountain. Then the Lord told Moses, go back down and warn the people not to break through the boundaries to see the Lord or they will die. 
Even the priests who regularly come near to the Lord must purify themselves so that the Lord does not break out and destroy them. See, it's, it's necessary to have these boundaries set up. Mm-mm-mm. It's necessary to consecrate yourself, to to cleanse yourself, because God is holy. Okay, you can't just be living this this unholy life. Okay, because you got to be set apart. The Lord says, "Come out from among them, and do not touch that unclean thing," because God don't play. He's holy. And if you ever got that righteous, holy, that righteous, that righteous anger like that kind of anger like jesus was flipping tables over in the um in the synagogue you know talking about when he's flipping tables it's that righteous anger that that bellows up within you because it's like it's 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 unclean like i for instance i cannot stand when my house looks too cluttered i be like oh my gosh like yo i be i'll go on a rampage cleaning because i'm like i can't deal with stuff everywhere and that's how God is when he sees sin. He like, oh, I have to get rid of it. It looks so nasty. <laughs> Seriously, he be like, it looks so nasty. I don't want I don't want to just sit there with this. That's nasty. So you got to consecrate yourself. You got to cleanse yourself in the blood. You got to put on the righteousness of Christ. Because in your own in your own um flesh, in your own way, you cannot um, be this righteousness that, that the Lord is calling you to be but it's receiving Jesus it's by putting on his righteousness that he begins to to ascend within you that he begins to, to come to life within you in um the book of John he says I am the vine I am the he says you are the vine and I am the wait, hold on. I am the vine and you are the branches okay <laughs> my bad but the vine, we need the, the, the uh, vine because everything comes through the vine. All the nutrients we need, everything we need comes through the vine. And if we sever ourselves from the vine, right, where can we, we can't produce fruit no more. How do we get the nutrients to grow? So you got to remain in him and he will remain in you. It's very important that you listen to the word of God. And you set yourself apart and you consecrate yourself and you touch not the unclean thing. Because God got purpose for you. And if the Lord is saying to do this, that means he'll strengthen you to do it. If you feel weak, it's because he wants to give you the strength that you need. This doesn't, it's in um, Isaiah 40. Those that wait upon the Lord shall find new strength. They shall mount up on wings as eagles. They shall run and not grow weary. And they will walk and not faint. Okay? When you wait upon him, it renews your strength. Because then you'll start seeing that it's God who strengthens you. He said, my power is perfected in your weakness. My grace is all that you need. Um, but the but Lord Moses protested, the people cannot come up to Mount Sinai. You already warned us. You told me, mark off a boundary all around the mountain to set it apart as holy. But the Lord said, go down and bring Aaron back up with you. In the meantime, do not let the priests or the people break through the 
to approach the Lord or he will break out and destroy them. So Moses went down to the people and told them what the Lord had said. Mm. And listen, I'm telling you, the Lord is saying, consecrate yourself, set yourself apart because he wants to birth some things within you. He wants to bring you behind the veil. He doesn't want that veil to be up with you and him any longer. But he wants to bring you behind the veil. He wants you to see new things. He wants you to hear new things. He wants to show you him in a different way. But you got to come behind the veil. Because, listen, the, it's a veil that's put over the people's eyes of this world that are perishing. Religion will put a veil over your eyes. This world will put a veil over your eyes. And when you come to Jesus, he will tear that veil. Do you hear me? And you'll be able to, to see him in a whole different way. That's like when Moses was getting the Ten Commandments. Hold on. Let's go there. Let's go to um, Exodus chapter 20. Then God gave the people all the instructions. Um, I am the Lord your God who rescued you from the land of Egypt, the place of your slavery. You must. Okay, so these are the Ten Commandments, but I want to take you to where he wrote them. Hold up. Hold up. Exodus 34. A new copy of the covenant. Okay, so let's go to verse 1. So Exodus 34, verse 1. Then the Lord told Moses, chisel out two stone tablets like the first ones. I will write them on the same... Write, I will write on them the same words that were on the tablets you smashed. Be ready in the morning to climb up to Mount Sinai and present yourself to me on top of the mountain. No one else may come with you. In fact, no one is to appear anywhere on the mountain. Do not even let the flocks or herds graze near the mountain. So Moses chiseled out two tablets of stone like the first ones early in the morning he climbed mount sinai as the lord had commanded him and he carried the two stone tablets in his hands then the lord came down in a cloud and stood there with him and he called out his own name yahweh the lord passed in front of moses calling out yahweh the lord the god of compassion and mercy i am slow to anger and filled with unfailing love and faithfulness i lavish unfailing love to a thousand generations i forgive iniquity rebellion and sin but i do not excuse the guilty i lay the sins of the parents upon their children and grandchildren the entire family is affected even children in the third and fourth generations 
So Moses immediately threw himself to the ground in worship. And he said, oh, Lord, if it's true that I have found favor with you, then please travel with us. Yes, this is a stubborn and rebellious people, but please forgive our iniquity and our sins. Claim us as your own special possession. The Lord replied, listen, I am making a covenant with you in the presence of all your people. I will perform miracles that have never been performed anywhere in all the earth or in any nation. And all the people around you will see the power of the Lord, the awesome power I will display for you. But listen carefully to everything I command you today. Then I will go ahead of you and drive out the Amorites, the Canaanites, the Hizzites, the Perizzites, the Hivites, and the Jesuites. Be very careful never to make a treaty with people who live in the land where you are going. If you do, you will follow their evil ways and be trapped. Instead, you must break down their pagan altars, smash their sacred pillars, and cut down their Assyrian poles. You must worship no other gods. For the Lord, whose very name is Jealous, is a God who is jealous about his relationship with you. So God is talking to you right now and he's giving you a copy of his new covenant with you. He's telling you right now what he wants you to do. He wants you to serve him and only him. He wants you to come into the secret place with just you and him to take off everything else or everything else that's trying to hinder you. Everything that's trying to block you. The Lord saying, give it to me and come to me. You. Come sit with me. Come talk with me. Come listen. I will speak to you. And um, as, as you keep reading down, we're going to say right here. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold up. Verse 29. When Moses came down, when Moses came down Mount Sinai carrying the two stone tablets inscribed with the terms of the covenant, he wasn't aware that his face had become radiant because he had spoken to the Lord. So when Aaron and the people of Israel saw the radiance of Moses' face, they were afraid to come near him. But Moses called out to them and asked Aaron and all the leaders of the community to come over and he talked with them. Then all the people of Israel approached him, and Moses gave them all the instructions the Lord had given him on Mount Sinai. When Moses finished speaking with them, he covered his face with a veil. But whenever he went into the tent of the meeting to speak with the Lord, he would remove the veil until he came out again. And the Lord wants to remove the veil from you. He wants you to talk to him. And people won't see the difference in you. You start to shine different. You start to have this Holy Ghost kind of glow on you when you spend time with the Lord. And that is what the Lord is speaking to you. He said, it's time to come out. Come out from among them. Come sit with me and come talk with me. Bring your tablet with you. Which means, now some of you, you might want to take notes on your tablet. Bring you a piece of paper and some pen. And come sit down and talk with me. And the Lord is about to give you new instructions, new insight, new, new new ways to strategize in your walk with him. He's giving people business plans. 
He's giving people algorithms to be able to run successful businesses. He's doing all of this for you. Okay? Um, then he would give the people whatever instructions the Lord had given him and the people of Israel would see the radiant glow of his face so he would put the veil over his face until he returned to speak with the Lord so listen God is doing it he is waiting for you to consecrate yourself your third day is coming okay I hear my goddaughter crying but nonetheless we're going we're gonna to do what does say of the Lord first and I go get her but um, don't worry, she out there with my sister. She ain't out there by herself. Anybody that's like, oh, she wants to leave the baby crying, she out there with other people. She'll be good. But um, God is doing it for you. God says, arise. Arise. That's what it says in Isaiah 60. I'm about to read it to you real quick because I heard the Lord say, arise. Um. It says, Arise, Jerusalem. Let your light shine for all to see. For the glory of the Lord rises to shine on you. Darkness as black as night covers all the nations of the earth. But the glory of the Lord rises and appears over you. All nations will come to your light. Mighty kings will come to see your radiance. God is, I'm telling you. In these meetings, you about to have, you about to be like Nicodemus out here. You about to be sitting in a meeting with Jesus. You, you going to know when you got done talking, you was talking to the Lord. And people going to see it in you. It ain't nothing you got to say. It ain't going to be nothing you got to do. You going to see the glow of what the Lord is doing in your life. Hold on, family. I'm sorry, family. My son came here. My goddaughter out there throwing up. I thought she threw up on my couch, but God is good. She didn't get it on my couch, child. So we we good. We good. <laughs> but um it's it's the Lord is rising to shine on you and everybody's gonna see this glow because the Lord is doing a thing because you're gonna step out. Just choose to, to step out. Let him tear that veil and come in. Come into the meeting place with him. You, the Lord wants you to get so deep in him that nothing else even matters. That's why you have this time right now. It's so you can get your closest to him. The Lord wants you to be so secure in what you got that when any demon, devil, any agent of Satan try to come up and say what you got with the Lord, you can just laugh in their face because they don't got a clue of what they talk about. That's what the Lord wants to do, okay? So I'm going to pray for you and then I'm going to let you go, okay? Father God, in the name of Jesus, Lord, I'm coming to you, Father, humbly, Lord, asking that you have your way, Father, in each and every one of your children's lives, Lord, that your will be done, Lord, that your kingdom shall come, Father, on earth as it is in heaven, Lord, through your child listening, Lord. I speak to their spiritual womb, Father. I speak life into their spiritual womb, Lord. I'm, I'm speaking, Father, to their gifts. I pray that their gifts begin to stir, Lord. They begin to stir, Father. And they begin to see what you have birthed in them, Father. What you have placed in them, Father God. 
I'm praying that they don't lean on their own understanding for themselves, Lord, but they lean on you for wisdom. They lean on you for insight, Father. I pray that they gain more knowledge about themselves so they know who you created them to be. I, I, I speak to their minds, Father God, in the name of Jesus. And I, I, I cast down every, every negative thought they have about themselves, God. Every rebellious thought they have, Lord. That is not of you. I speak to their mind right now, Lord. And I say I'm bringing all those thoughts into submission of Christ, Father. In the name of Jesus. And I pray that they become obedient to what you said about them, Father. That they think about themselves as you do, Father. They don't see the lack of themselves, Father. They don't see the flaws of themselves, Father. But they see your creation, Jesus. And I pray that this redemption that you are bringing them, Father, brings you so much glory, Lord. That your souls will be saved by this child, Lord. By the redemption power you are displaying through this child, Lord. And I give you all the glory, Father. I give your name all the praise, Father, because you deserve it. And I am praying in your name. And that's in Jesus' name that I pray. Amen. Family, I pray this word bless you, okay? <laughs> I pray this word bless you. I pray that you just get together with the Lord and allow him to do some things. Because he 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 want to do it. And I'm saying do some things. I don't got the whole story for you. I only got the part that the Lord want me to know. And that's the part that I just spoke to you. And it wasn't even me. It was the Holy Spirit speaking. I just yielded. But God want to do some things, okay? Just believe him, trust him. And I just want you to know, late in that midnight hour, the Lord lets it get late in that midnight hour. He let it get like 11.50. He let it get like 12.55, 12.56. And then he be like, all right, let me go help him. Because then he going to turn it around and it's going to work in your favor. Trust God, okay? Mm-mm-mm-mm. I love you so, 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 so much. And don't be afraid of what people think of you. God's about to change you. And you're going to feel like you're like being an imposter to yourself. But no, it's time for a new creation to be revealed. God is about to show you who you really are. And it's going to feel weird to you because you didn't know that's who you were this whole time. But God's doing it, okay? Trust God. He gonna blow your mind. I love you, family, so 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 much. And let's say this together. Most importantly, Jesus loves you. Bye.